on this edition of Emerging Daily. We're going to look at what does it mean to be. And so we use it so much, but do we really even know what it means? In the Torah, we're told, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. There is one. God is one. God is being itself. When you say, I am, you are saying, I am part of God. God is what I am made of. God is what I am. And we can't wrap our minds around it because we don't want to accept the responsibility that goes with it. And one of the greatest responsibilities that goes with it is to, is to manifest and show forth that character of God, that nature of God. This is Emerging Daily with Charlton Scott Fisher. Scott is the founder and leader of Emerge Nashville, a spiritual refuge that's an evolving ministry expressing radical grace every day. Emerge is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift and to learn more about Emerge, visit EmergeNashville.org or email EmergeNashville at gmail.com. We hope this program will help you to emerge as pure gold and to steer you to put love into action. Hey, I want to welcome you to this edition of Emerging Daily. I am Scott Fisher, and I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I hope that it's blessing you. I hope it's some way that it's inspiring you, that it's uh, causing you to self-reflect and helping you to develop more spiritually and to walk in love more and more every day. That's the purpose of it. And I know that it's helping me because as I'm sharing with you, there are things that just jump out at me and almost smack me in the face. I'm like, duh, you know, I knew this, but I'm not walking in it. That's part of the point is that it's not just knowing it, but it's actually putting it into practice. It's making it real in our daily walk, in our daily life, and how we deal with others and how we approach circumstances and, and situations and people. So if it's not real in that, it's, it's not really having its perfect place in our life. It's not doing its job. So today, we're going to touch on, and it's just touching on because it's a very deep, very, very deep subject. We're going to look at what does it mean to be? What does it mean to be? What does it mean when I say that I am? Because that's, that's a part of the verb to be. If I say... I am Scott. What am I saying? What am I really saying? That's my name. But what am I saying when I say I am doing this or I am doing that or I am going here or I am going there or I am, you know, we use that word, that that word am or, or variations of to be so much, especially in English. And English is one of the Romance languages that stem from Latin. Most of the languages spoken in the West, that's where they come from. French, uh, Spanish, English, Germany, I mean Germany, German. These languages come from Latin. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I just It reminded me of when we would break down verbs and things in, in Latin. 
how that there were so many variations of to be. There are so many variations of that verb, that phrase of being. What is being? How, you know, you tell a kid, you behave. Well, what does that mean? What is have? Uh, I'm being have. What does that mean? And so we use the word to be and I am and I have. I have is also a, a variation of to be. And so we use it so much, but do we really even know what it means? Where does it come from? When God appeared to Moses, you know, most of us can remember this from our childhood even, uh, or from the movie, you know, you see Charlton Heston as a shepherd out there with sheep, and then he sees this bush up on a hill that's burning, but it's not consumed by the flames. And so he goes and tries to see what's going on with it, and this voice comes out and says, Moses, I am that I am. Well, what does that mean? What does this mean, I am? You know, people try to say that Jesus was equating himself with God itself when he said the times that he, there's different times that he said, I am. You know, he said before Moses was, I am. And so they say, well, that's his way of saying that he is the the wholeness of God incarnate. But when we use the word, are we not doing the same? When we say, I am, when you say, I am, we are. And that's another version of I am. We are equating ourselves with being. And what is being? There is no being apart from God. You know, Paul Tillich, one of the great theologians of the past century, said that God was the ground of all being. And yet before him, Thomas Aquinas said that God is being itself. So what is being? What is being? There is no being apart from God. So yeah, Jesus was equating himself with God, but he realized it. And see, that's the difference, is that Jesus realized what he was saying. He realized who he was, what he was, what was in him, what he was a part of. And he tried to get that same concept over to people. And and they couldn't receive it. They couldn't understand it. And all they wanted to do was accuse him of being a heretic and of blaspheming. But Paul, the Apostle Paul, not Paul Tillich, or Tillich, however you say it, but Paul the Apostle in, in his writings in Philippians said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. It's not robbery to be equal with God. And people have taken and, and tried to say that that verse means something different, and they try to use other words saying, oh, well, the Greek really doesn't mean that Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. That's one of the places one of the places that the King James actually got it right. He didn't think it robbery to be equal with God because we are equal. This says you can take a drop of water out of the ocean. They're made of the very same thing. But that drop is not the ocean. But we are one. We are part of each other, and we are part of the one. And uh, in the Torah, we're told, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. There is one. God is one. God is being itself. So there is no being apart from God. When you say, I am, you are saying, I am part of God. God is what I am made of. God is what I am. Now, you're not the all the allness of God, but you are God in that vessel that you call your body. And we can't wrap our minds around it because we don't want to accept the responsibility that goes with it. 
And so we just choose to say, oh, no, that's not what it means. That's not what all this means. We refuse to see our hands in front of our own faces. We can't see it because we don't want to see it, because we don't want to accept the responsibility that goes with it. But there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it, and Jesus understood that. Jesus walked in it. And one of the greatest responsibilities that goes with it is to, is to manifest and show forth that character of God, that nature of God. You know, yesterday we talked about what does it mean to be spiritual? It means to be controlled and motivated by the Spirit. Well, what does it mean when I say I am? I am, basically, it means that I am, like I said a while ago, I am a part of God itself. That God is expressing itself through and as me. And you say, well, how can you do some of the crazy crap that you do? Well, you know, we each have a soul. Now, that soul, that consciousness, is, is, is what makes us unique, what makes us different from each other. It doesn't make us bad or good. It's how we use that consciousness and how we, what we allow to control that consciousness, whether it be spirit or whether it be flesh and natural things. But it's that soul, that consciousness, that makes us different. But our being itself, we are God in human form. We're each God incarnate, and we don't want to accept it. We don't want to admit it because we don't, as I said, and this is, I will, I will say this over and over, and you'll get tired of me saying it. We don't want the responsibility that goes with it because that makes me, yes, I am my brother's keeper to a degree, and Paul even said that, let the strong bear the burdens of the weak. So yes, I am to a point, and so are you. We are each part of one another. And so, yes, my hand is somewhat responsible for my foot and helping me to put my socks and shoes on and helping me to clip my toenails and helping me to keep my foot clean. But my foot is also responsible for carrying this body around and for stopping my car when I'm driving too fast. Each has its part, but each is part of each other. You are a part of me just as much as I'm a part of you. And we don't like that because sometimes we don't like each other. Well, let me tell you, there's parts of my own life that I don't like. There's parts of me that I don't like. And the only way to change that is to begin to look at my own self with compassion and to try to allow the light that's within me to expose that thing, but not for the purpose of destroying it, but for the purpose of healing it or refashioning it into the image of Christ. And the same goes for you. But we don't want that. It's so much easier to sit back and to look and criticize ourselves and each other instead of, instead of really moving in with compassion throughout our lives. That's part of walking in love. Anytime you see that Jesus did any kind of healing, any kind of a miracle, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion, and that's what we need to become moved and motivated by. That is of the Spirit. That's a part of love. That's a way of love manifesting itself is by compassion and not sympathy, but empathy with each other. What is the difference? Well, sympathy, I feel sorry for you. Empathy is I see my, I can see myself in that same situation, or I try to, and I try to see how that would affect me as you. And so that's a part of love. That is a part of love, and that's being moved and motivated and controlled by the Spirit. So when we say, I am, 
We are declaring God. Every time we say that, we're saying that God is. God is. I hope you're being blessed by the podcast today. We wanted to pause for just a moment and just remind you to please check out our website, EmergeNashville.org, or you can also go to EmergingDaily.com, either one. You can find out more information about our ministry, about some things that we're wanting to do, and how we're wanting to make an impact in the Middle Tennessee area and in the world. And also, while you're there, check out the link that's there about our new line of T-shirts, hoodies and things like that we have several different shirts that are available they say just love and then it has our emerge nashville emblem on it if you would consider purchasing any of those it would be a blessing to us and i think it would be a blessing to you and to those you encounter because when they see that message on there it says just love maybe hopefully it'll make them think and be aware of the fact that hey we need to be walking in love towards one another but anyway we'll get back to the message here shortly but i just wanted to encourage you to check those out and also please let your friends and family and and co-workers and people know about the podcast it's available on all pretty much all the podcast platforms and apps and of course it's available on our website and also check out our facebook page it's facebook.com slash emerging daily and like our page if you would and share it we would really appreciate it and we'll get back to the message here shortly do you like to shop online for either yourself or for gifts for others Do you like the convenience of shopping online, but also like to help support local shops and retailers? What if you could do both? Check out BellsGiftsAndMore.com. Bell's Gifts and More is locally owned and operated, based just outside of Nashville in Lebanon, Tennessee. They have men's and women's clothing fashions and accessories, wallets, handbags, watches, jewelry, books, media, home and office items, electronics, and more, all at great prices. And they add new items to their inventory almost every day. So go to bellsgiftsandmore.com and use promo code EMERGE when you check out to get an additional 10% off your purchase, excluding sellout. That's bellsgiftsandmore.com. And so that's a part of love. That is a part of love, and that's being moved and motivated and controlled by the Spirit. So when we say, I am, we are declaring God. Every time we say that, we're saying that God is. God is. He said to Moses, what Moses said to, said to God, when I go to the children of Israel, who am I going to say sent me? And God said, tell them, I am and he said, I am that I am. Tell them that I am sent me, sent you. And then he goes on and he says, this is my name forever. This is my name. This is, this is my nature. This is what I am. <laughs> I am. And that is, that is what I am. And that is what you are. I am that I am. And I, that I am is what I am. And that I am is what you are. It's the same I am. It's the same water, different vessel. Same water. Same water, different amount maybe. Same water. Now, when we get into the thing with amounts, what does this person have more than this other person of God? Did Jesus have more of God than I do? No, but he allowed more of God to control him and his soul and his body. 
he allowed more of the Spirit to control and motivate him than I do or you do, right now anyway. He did say greater works than these shall you do, but we're not even going there right now. But you are a vessel for God. You are how you are a housing for God itself. God expressing as you, and you are the only one that ever has been or ever will be that can express and show forth and manifest God the way you can. Nobody else can do it. God chose you for that. God chose me for that. We are the only ones that can show forth God the way we can, the way you can. You're unique. Accept that. Awaken to that. When you, when you wake up in the morning, realize God chose to show forth itself in this natural sphere, this natural world and universe as me. How can I allow God to fully use me as a vessel and, and make a difference in this world. See, that's a very challenging thing that holds us to the fire. It makes us accountable not only to God, but also to one another. Because we can, we can say, well, how have you shown forth God? Or how have you neglected to allow God to show forth through you? Isn't that to, to, to give us an opportunity to judge each other? No, but it is to hold each other accountable in that way. That's why, as I said yesterday, being a part of a group is really important. You have somebody that is put there to help impart things, but you also have each other who are there to impart to each other as well. And each part helps the other part. And we all grow together. But you are a part of me. I'm a part of you. You are. I am. Say that. I am. And you are saying, God is. It's a very deep thing, and we're just touching the very tip of it. We really haven't even gotten into it. We've just shared some things about it, but we've not even gotten into it. But see, part of this purpose of this podcast is to get you to think, to cause you to think and to dig. Whether you're digging in the Scripture, whether you're digging in other writings, or just sitting and contemplating and meditating on what we've talked about. All those things are good. And also being a part of a group being a part to where somebody is there to impart. And that doesn't mean other people can't impart as well. But there is a necessity to have somebody that God has brought there for that purpose. You know, we each have different purposes. Some people have purpose of writing music. Some people have a purpose, and they can impart by that. Some people have a purpose of this. Some people have a purpose of that. And there is a purpose for somebody to be open enough to impart some things But as I said before, the one who imparts is also receiving. It's not coming from that person. It's coming from spirit, and all they are is a vessel for that to come through. But as they're intimate in your life, as they get to know you and are a part of your life and you're a part of their life, and as a group, they can share things that somebody from outside that group really can't share because they don't know and they're not as aware of what's going on. And that doesn't mean that they're going to get up there and talk about your individual life or the things that are wrong with you per se. But it's that we can receive from one another because there's that intimacy there. So we need to become intimate with ourselves, And it's important to be intimate with your family, to, to allow a time where there are, no, there are no veils. You're open 
And it's important to be a part of a group to where you can be that way. There's no veils. There's no nothing hidden. There's no skeletons <laughs> waiting to be brought out. We can share and be open and, and frank and honest about who we are, about what we're going through, and where we want to go. And ultimately, we're all going to the same place. And I'm not talking about heaven or hell. We're all on a journey towards becoming like God. We already are. We already are. But it's allowing that to manifest through us and as us in our daily walk, in our daily lives. So I encourage you, contemplate, meditate on these things. Dig in some scripture. And I'm not just talking about the Jewish Bible or the New Testament. I'm talking about any kind of scriptures. Because there is what's called the perennial philosophy. Uh, there's a book by Aldous Huxley that titled that. But it's, it's this thing that goes along in each, in each religion, each philosophy, that's teaching the very same thing, using different words, terminology. Dig. Find out. Ignorance is not a virtue. Search. But also search in, you, in yourself. But be, become a part of a group that is searching. That's really wanting to not just say, oh, yeah, we accept everybody. You know, we don't we're not biased and, and, you know, we'll accept everybody into our group. That's great. But what is the purpose of the group? Just so we can say we accept everybody just so that we can say we heard this great speaker come. Or is it so that we can grow together to become more and more in the image of God in my daily walk? Are we becoming more like God, more like Christ? Is that anointing? within actually beginning to flow without are we making a difference in this world to change it not just helping the poor i'm not talking about those type of things i mean changing the 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 consciousness of the world are we bringing healing and i'm not just talking about physical healing but that is a part of it are we making a difference and if we're not if we're just getting together and hearing a good speaker that's not what i'm talking about that's not what you need you need more than that you need a life imparted to you. Jesus said the words I speak, their spirit and life. And when, a, when God puts somebody there in your life that he is wanting to impart to you, those words are also spirit and life. And they can change you. And they can affect you in so, such a way that it'll just blow your mind. And I'm going to tell you, some people listening to what I'm saying today, there's some sparks going, going off inside of you. And there's people that, and I'll say this, there's people listening to, to this podcast that will be healed physically. And there's some people that'll be healed emotionally. There's some people that'll be healed uh, psychically. In other words, their, their mentality will be healed. And I'll say this, there's some areas of my life that are being healed as I'm speaking, as I'm sharing. So think about these things, dwell on them, allow them to grow in you. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you were stirred to put love into action. Feel free to send your questions or comments to EmergeNashville at gmail.com, and please consider donating on our website, EmergeNashville.org, or write to Emerge P.O. Box 3242, Lebanon, Tennessee, 37088.